perpendicular. And yeah. downstairs, we've got like <laughs> 30 knots to the east. <laughs> That's fucking genius. We should do that on episode. All right. What's up, guys? We are here in the podcast studio. On my left, I've got Ryan. Hello. On my right, I've got Alex and Landon. Say hello. Hello. Here we are. And for the very first time, we have a guest, Mr. James Zolo. Introduce yourself. Hello. I'm James. <laughs> and guess what time it is, James? It's time podcast. I was saying, uh, when you were younger, did any of you used to uh, try to make your voice deeper than it was uh, actually in real life? I did that all the time. It was like a delicate balancing act because around my friends, I wouldn't try to do it. But around other people, I would. I don't think, I don't think I did. I don't think I have a deep voice though. But I hear that the the volume of voice you're supposed to speak at is if you inhale and exhale, like that sound you make is the the tone you're supposed to speak at. Which mine would be... Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so weird. (laughs) If that's the case, my voice is supposed to be like this deep, but I can't project if it's that deep. So I got an issue. And I think that's why I get a sore throat all the time. Okay. (laughs) What's wrong? You can't speak like a country western music singer like all the time? Uh, no. Turning them I was about to, I was about to say the same fucking thing. Skinny. <laughs> yeah, that was your phone. Back in uh, the Frankenstein days, which Alex and I just talked about on the last podcast, I learned how to project by being told try to sound like a brave knight, and it clicked immediately. I was like, "Hello, everybody! I'm here to save the day." He doesn't sound brave. But he sounds very charismatic. So he's, he's making you believe he's really brave. And also, I've never met a brave knight. So what would that say? Have you ever met a knight? Yeah, I've never met a knight. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, are you talking about Frankenstein when you were at Coco High? You were in the place? Hell yeah. I put him on blast. I remember that. I remember when you were doing Put theater. me on blast? What are you talking yeah, about? That was a legendary too. time. <laughs> it's literally Something all he talks past. about. <laughs> we're struggling to get him to stop talking about Frankenstein. Well, and for anyone who does want to hear the full story, we did Uh-oh. get into it on the last episode of the podcast. A very special episode with just me and Landon. Uh, so check that out if you haven't already. Intimate. Indeed. Does anybody still play like the soundtracks in the car and sing along to it? Sing the proposition. It, like once in a blue moon, I catch myself singing along to some of the songs on there. Wait, from just, Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah. it's just so catchy. You guys great. all know this? I mean, yeah. I don't listen. We okay, were cool. in the show. Well, you were in it too. Yeah, you I were played. In it too? I was like in the booth in the back. You're like, like a tech sound. Yeah. Damn. Ryan was a little playboy, dating girls in drama theater Ooh. and all sorts of stuff. Ooh. I played Henry, who was the best friend to Victor Frankenstein. Dude. And Landon did. chokes me out on stage. Oh, Pretty yeah. hot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, James, what are you up to these days? I have a job. That's pretty neato. What do you do at that job? I uh, work at a tech company, um, which sounds amazing, but it's not. It's an AI company, which also sounds amazing, but it's not. Um, which sounds really cool when you meet somebody. What do you do? And you're like, oh, I work at... In an AI kind of work at artificial intelligence. Guess what? Boring. 
It's a it's a chat bot platform basically that we. I'm not gonna talk about. It. It's so boring. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. I worked for a company where I drove a truck all day for a bit, which was actually a really nice job because I could listen to podcasts all day. Was it like a delivery thing? No, it was. A, we hauled trailers. Like I drove a pickup. We hauled trailers for like a roofing company, and sounds very manly. Uh, not a very. Well, it, it definitely fits your whole aesthetic. You know, you have your long, luscious locks, dark curls, <laughs> and, your, and your burly beard. Yeah, now I do. I think the last time you guys saw me, I was like, had the little proper comb-over cut, no beard. I only that, remember a clean-shaven Alan. Yeah, that's sure. that's yeah. how I remember him, like, squeaky clean face. Yeah. You were wearing the glasses. I mean, I still wear glasses. I got my contacts in. Okay. But, uh, Ooh, you got, got my contacts <laughs> in. <nobody, laughs> It's so weird coming back here. Nobody recognizes me anymore. Like, nobody. Like, even my good friends, they're like... Because I didn't post anything on, uh, like, Facebook or anything for a while, nobody realized who I was. I was like, ah, this is kind of neat because now I can you know what's fly great, under the radar. You know what's great about your hairstyle, other than being able to fly under the radar, is that if you commit a crime or something, you just cut it all off immediately. Yeah, you ever see The Fugitive where Harrison Ford, he's wrongly uh, charged with murder of his wife? And to get away, when the bus crashes, he, like, shaves everything really quickly, and that's how he does it. Damn. Well, there goes that idea. (laughs) I think it'll still work. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, cops, don't listen to this. Thank you. (laughs) Cops, if you're listening, turn it (laughs) off. If you heard all of that, go back (laughs) and pretend like you didn't hear it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, nothing much, basically. I just work, and I read a lot. And this is where I don't fit in because I don't watch a lot of movies or TV. Besides Game of Thrones, I watch a lot of Game of Thrones. Well, you know what? That's okay because I was going to even say, um, you know, yeah, we kind of bring the whole movie and like kind of pop uh, culture yeah. media aspect. And, uh, and I'd say with the last two episodes in specifics, we've definitely gotten a little more personal and a little more oh. introspective. So to further go in that vein, I think having someone as philosophical as uh, Mr. Zolo, how uh, could we do any better? Uh, you get a degree in philosophy, I guess. It's useless. Oh, fuck. Do you guys have <laughs> a degree? Kidding. I don't think so. Um, no. What I'm even not. is a degree? Oh, Here we go. No, really quick. You got a degree in English, right? No. My bad. That was <laughs> wow. What did you, what did you, you get your degree, degree in? English? Yeah. So my degree is in religious and cultural studies with a minor in philosophy. Once again, sounds interesting. It's not. Wow. Did a job open up at the uh, religion and philosophy factory? How'd you know? <laughs> you know? This is what I hear all day. Don't worry, I'm so, an English major. I have it pretty much just as bad as you. Well, the funny thing is, my roommate who I work with is also an English major. Mm-hmm. He got me the job at this tech company, so it's funny how that works. So it's like, what are you going to do with a philosophy degree? Oh, I don't know, work at a tech company? It's <laughs> yeah. so stupid. I'm going to stand and prophesize about stoicism. Yeah, it's not philosophy. <laughs> well, Alan, what I like about you is you are among one of the most religious people I've ever met. No. But, now, yes, <laughs> I didn't know you growing up like that, but you also aren't a self-righteous religious person. You know what I mean? Like, I still see you say the word fuck. <laughs> no, ma- mom, I swear. <laughs> no, um, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean... You don't, you, have can, to, you don't have to be religious to be non-self-righteous, though, you know? 
well, or I think, vice versa? I think what he's saying is, is like, you could be the really cool youth pastor oh, at the, at the like, you know, the youth group where you're like bringing them in by the droves. That's going like, to be a no for No, he's me. got a whole beard. He needs, the, he needs a soul patch in order for that to work. Don't oh, you know? Oh, man. Maybe and he's not... Maybe, Maybe this is the mid-2000s. He's not wearing yeah, mandals either. Are you describing uh, Paul Rudd from Wet Hot American Summer? Yes. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> They're real. They're actually out there, those people. They are. <laughs> that That's movie is so good. Have you guys seen Wet Hot American Summer, the original, like, I think from 2000, I think? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. I have not. See, this is where I'm the odd man out. I think, uh, what's, I, I always get it mixed up in reverse, like John H. Benjamin. Is H. John Benjamin. Yeah, see, I got it wrong. Benjamin, H. Can of vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> this is me now. Yeah, definitely check that movie out. Uh, that's probably one of my personal comedy favorites, just for its, just kind of, because it's early. It's an older movie, comedy-wise, um, for, like, modern stuff like that. And Elizabeth Banks is in it. And a lot of, like, kind of early, yeah. like, introductions to these actors you know well from, like, any comedy from, like, the last, you know, ten years. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Before he's American Sniper and Hangover fame, oh, just yeah. another dude. But I love how he hasn't come back for like the reoccurring role. He, <laughs> it's played by the same guy who plays Ben in Adam Scott. Yes. Yep. The excuse for the uh, he came back for the first season of What Hot American Summer. Yes. But for the second one, their excuse was he got, I got a nose job. job. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking anyway. of uh, Bradley Cooper, do you guys like Limitless? Uh, I've seen the movie before with Bradley Cooper, Robert De Niro, right? I think so. Was Robert De Niro? Yeah, I'm almost 90% sure. Take the pill? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good movie. Maybe I'm... You know how you think, like, oh, that movie was great, and then you rewatch it, and you're like, oh, that movie was shit. You're like, God damn it. That might, that might be what it is. How old were you when you first saw it? I don't know. That, has, been that like, might have everything to do with it. When did that come out? Nobody's going to know. <laughs> oh, 2013, off the top of my head immediately. <laughs> I mean, we can, we can fact check. If he's right, fact check. Yeah, please do, actually. Stand by for I'm fact gonna, check. You, what did you say, 2013? Yeah. I'm going to say 2011. 2011. You're right. All right. 2011. Oh, What wow. do I win? Do I get a big kiss from, it, from James and Galen? <laughs> you get a big kiss. <laughs> so I was 19? Wait, 2011? That's what eight years, years ago. Eight years ago. I was... You just graduated. I graduated two years ago, I think. From high school. Oh, from high school. <laughs> uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, how, so I was 18? 17? How old are you now? 26. So you were 18. Pretty close to 30. So you were definitely still in that window, because I was definitely susceptible to this myself, where like, yeah, you're going to the movies, or you just see a movie whenever, like even, even if you were at home. Um, and you're just kind of caught up in the like... Matt, you know, like, the production and everything. So, like you said, you have the, like, almost, like, rose-tinted view on it. Yeah, probably. You know but what? also, the concept is really sick, because who doesn't want that? You know what pisses me off about that movie, though? He had X-ray or, vision? Or I guess not what pisses me off about the movie, but what pisses me off about Hollywood. They made a show based off of the movie. Wait, of Limitless? Yeah, yeah. there's a Limitless show. Uh, and I don't know guys, if it's still running, but... It's, uh, you can watch episodes on stop. Netflix. I've seen it pop up on there, so I'm pretty sure you can just... And, Go over there and check it out. And surprise, surprise, they didn't get Bradley Cooper to reprise the role. What can I say, man? The depravity of Hollywood is, dare I say it, limitless. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's riding on that Rocket Raccoon uh, money, dude. Well, he's now, not letting go. Dude, he's got that Star is Born money now. Everyone Gosh. fucking loved that movie. I haven't seen it. I haven't either, but I heard it was good. I'll see it. What was the last thing you watched, James? The last thing I watched? Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel. In a movie theater? Really? Yeah. So that's funny because I just took my girlfriend 
and we were going to go see that movie, but then it wasn't on until like three, and we didn't want to wait an hour and a half, so right. we went and saw um, How to Train Your Dragon. So how was Captain Marvel? I thought it was awesome, but I know there's a lot of people going, oh, she's so OP, and it's like, oh, because she's a woman. But like, I feel like she's so badass, and I think that's awesome. I mean, I feel like she's the strongest superhero. And I don't know much about superheroes. I'm not a comic guy or anything like that. I don't know the comics or anything. But she kicked ass. So me and you are on the same page cool. on this because, like, I hit Marvel superhero burnout, like, years ago. Right. So I'm familiar with character origins more than anything, not so much this cinematic stuff. But like you said, um, Captain Marvel, her character, definitely not in question. Um, the movie, I think, like, from people... Who have seen it because I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. um, it's like almost like a lukewarm or like you know yeah it was just a good like summer fun quality movie and there's yeah. like nothing wrong with that. That's what Marvel movies should be or like be yeah. at base. And I just think I don't know what you think about this, but tell me. We live in this age with the internet, and if it's not the best thing in the world, then it's automatically the worst. I mean, everybody's so split on everything though. It's like. It's literally either the best thing ever or it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It's exactly like it's a Sith. You deal in absolutes. <laughs> I, think, I think these movies are made because they need to answer the questions in between. So now you know, like, where Captain Marvel is. I, I don't want to get any spoilers. But, um, I mean, it answers questions, just like every other movie in between other movies. Yeah. Brian, did you see it yet? Yeah, I saw okay, Captain yeah. Marvel. I think I already asked you that. Can... Either of you two spoil a little thing for me that I've been uh, dying to hear. Uh, it's, it's not a massive spoiler, spoiler at all. <laughs> but apparently... Skip two. No, I'm just kidding. Like, in in place of the Stan Lee cameo, yes. they did a Kevin Smith cameo. Is no. that right? I didn't see it. It wasn't Kevin Smith was there. They had uh, Stan Lee, but they kind of covered his face. So I don't, want, I don't know if it was actually him. But you could just see the top of his head, and it was his voice, and he was holding a script for Mallrats. So that's oh. where they kind of gave the shout-out to oh, Kevin Smith. Okay. Mm, well, because you know Kevin that. Smith, like, every two weeks on the internet, like, balls crying about something? <laughs> he, he was like, he was like, thank you so much, Captain Marvel, this means the world to me. I saw that so, picture. Yeah, you so saw sad. that photo where he has his hair like, like a wild, crazy man. <laughs> yeah. His eyes are practically bulging out of his head. And yeah, he's like blubbering, it looks like. I mean, what is the point? And I get it was like a really touching thing for him. And crying and feeling your feelings is cool, and that's fine. Why do you have to post it for everybody to see? Well, he's kind of the, somehow, and a lot of people hate this, he's kind of the last word on comic book shit right now. And people want to know what he thinks about it. Yeah. I mean, it's He's become that guy. Hasn't he played that role for a while now? Like he has for a couple years. Show. The Fat Man on Batman show. <laughs> yeah. With the comic. Well, now it's called Fat Man Beyond because he's not fat anymore. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Did, did you guys know in the 90s there was a crossover comic with Batman and the Predator? I don't think I've ever read a comic. There was no? a crossover with yeah. Batman and the Ninja Turtles Dragon, like two years ago. They're actually doing an animated like feature. I don't know if it's a feature film, but they're doing like an animated crossover with Batman and uh, TMNT. Yeah, I read those comics. They're retarded. Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> they were very stupid. We apologize. <laughs> anyway, I want to backtrack a little bit. Um, all the people who we grew up with know you as Alan. 
Correct. But you started to go by James a little while ago. Correct. Can you walk us through a little bit of why that is? Yes. So, um, well, growing up, I always wanted to be called James. I thought it was such a cool name, and I thought James Bond was sick. Is that like so, your middle name or something? Or it is it just... So, yeah, that's my middle name. Okay. Um, the real reason why I started going by it now is because I was chrismated into the Eastern Orthodox Church. And when that happens, you take the name of a saint. They do it in Roman Catholic churches, too, I believe, and other Western churches, Western Rite churches. But I don't think they go by those names except for in church or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know, fact-checking me, I don't know. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah, so it's tradition for us to take the name of a saint. And I originally was going to go with St. Seraphim of Sarov, who was a Russian saint. Then I thought about St. Uh, Theophon the Recluse, who was an Athenite uh, monk meaning he lived in uh, Mount Athos in Greece, which is known as the Holy Mountain. It's cut off from the rest of the land, and you have to get there by boat, and there's nothing but monasteries there. Every word that just came out of your mouth sounded cool. It was like <laughs> Athos, Zelthian, the like, <laughs> rogue thief. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful uh, at all. I no, so they're like Greek. Or like Theophon, it, it literally translates to, uh, I believe, God with us. Theo, God, Phon, I guess, means with us. Don't know. <laughs> if there's any Greek people listening, please correct me. Our one Greek listener. <laughs> yeah, actually. We, <laughs> actually. Say goodbye, we just lost him. <laughs> and they're gone. Um, so no, I, I, went, I was going to go with uh, St. Seraphim or St. Theophon. And then I thought about St. Justin the Martyr, who is a early 2nd century saint, who was a philosopher to the, um, I forget who he wrote to. I don't know. Look it up. You got Google. God, you did not do any of your homework. <laughs> I did. What's up? Everybody has Google. You don't need. All right, me we're for gonna this. restart the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna give you another day to. Recoup. Well, he, uh, he was writing to other philosophers in the early second century, just shooting the shit. You know, you know how it is in the second century. Um, but I, <laughs> I eventually chose my middle name because my priest at the time was like, "You already have a Christian middle name. Why don't you go with that?" Which is typically what happens, anyways. Uh, the other names just sound cooler. <laughs> and, but I'm glad I didn't because it'd be weird for people to call me. I'm not going to lie. It would sound a little pretentious if you went by Theophon exactly. in public. Um, I know you know me as Alan, but it's Theophon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this is why some people get made fun of for choosing those names. You're already wearing sunglasses, and then as you say Theophon, you put on another pair of <laughs> push em up anime style. Uh, yeah, that would be horrible. <laughs> Everyone would hate me. Um, but yeah, so that's the reason for the name change. It's tradition. It's interesting because I'm looking up the name James right now, and it literally translates to supplanter, and that name supplanted your birth name. Wow. <laughs> it was destiny. Uh, well, uh, James is actually a translation of Jacob, yep, which in Greek is Yakovos. In Russian, it's Yakov. Do any of you guys know the like translation of your name? Galen or Ryan? Landon? Yeah. Landon translates to Long Hill, and my last name, Morley, translates to Of the Moors in English. So, Long Hill, Long Hill of, the of the Moors. That's actually awesome. My, my name literally just means calm. Yep. How, how fitting. I know. <laughs> just like... Look at that to the What about you, Ryan? I never really looked. I think I did at one point. I just don't really remember. So, while they're so looking it up, I'll say mine. Uh, Alex means gallant protector. He made that up. He absolutely made that up. (laughs) Huge fan of Power Rangers. They're protectors, guardians of the earth, you know, undoubtedly so. Okay, Ryan, I really like yours. I'm going to read it out. 
Ryan is an English language name given name of Irish origin. It comes from the Irish surname Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Popular sources typically suggest that Ryan means little king or illustrious. Although the original meaning of the name is obscure. Ryan, will you be my illustrious little king? He's already bang. I am bang. You can come live on the Long Hill of the Moors. Dude, he's the little king of the Long Hill of the Moors with Theopon the Rogue Thief of Athos. This sounds like the greatest D&D party I've ever conjured. I think we did just make it. It very much does, yeah. When James was talking about his background, I thought, how much of this sounds like a fucking monk D&D background right now? That would actually be pretty cool. It's like... Like, I already got the backstory. It's like D&D is inspired from real life. It's like a Lord of the Rings fan fiction, but it's good. Name the last time you've seen a real life troll, then. Okay. On the internet? (laughs) (laughs) So, on the topic of changing names, right? Last night, I watched a movie on Netflix called The Dirt. It's a movie about the creation of Motley Crue. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. And uh, I always preach this to Landon all the time. I'm the guy that hates... 80s hair metal bands. I say it all the time. Motley Crue, Poison, Skid Row, all that stuff. I can vouch for that. He shits on Brett Michaels more than anyone I've ever known. The guy that wears a bandana shits on another guy that wears a bandana. (laughs) 100%. So, uh, I just kind of got some notes here. Uh, The movie came out March 22nd on Netflix. And um, it has Tommy Lee, Vince Neil, uh, Nikki Six, and the other guy... (laughs) (laughs) The guitarist who no one knows his name. <laughs> so it's like Marks, right? It's like Mick Marks, I think. Yeah, um, that sounds right. Marks. The thing is, the actor who plays him is also the actor who plays Ramsey Bolton in Game of Thrones. Hey. So little treasure there because I love the guy. Um, and then Tommy Lee is also played by Machine Gun Kelly, who gave a huh? pretty decent performance. Oh, now I'm confused. Wait, I thought I thought Eminem put him in a grave. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, in real life, doesn't that matter? The movie is just set in such like a nice, like I shouldn't say nice, a comedy light to it that I just really fell in love with the band, and I'm like, I want to see more of these guys, <laughs> and it's so crazy. And I bought floor seats for Motley Crue, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely not. I want. I mean. I'm not going to go see a couple of dinosaurs up on stage. <laughs> that was like when we saw Motorhead, dude. What? That, was... that sounds amazing, though. <laughs> they have <But> songs. <laughs> the editing and everything was very good. The direction, I thought, was awesome. The acting a little bit sometimes was a little shoddy uh, because it has like the scene with Vince Neil and his daughter. You know, She has uh, cancer, and she ends up dying. Like spoilers. I mean, their life. life. (laughs) We know this. It's on the news. You know, they had the car accident and stuff. It's their life. It's not a secret, right? So um, didn't know about it. I was completely in the dark. But yeah, it's like the rise and fall and rise again of Motley Crue, and uh, it's a very well told story. I was looking at the previews. It looked really fun. Like, just these people acting with such reckless abandon, and they're rock stars, and, you know, they're not a great band. They've got okay music at best, but it's fun, and they have these personas outside of their show 
that is just chaotic destruction that people are glued to. Does the movie do that justice? Yeah, absolutely right. It was that was their whole theme was we're just gonna go out and party. Their first gig, they got into a fight, and uh, they basically like whipped the guy's asses who was like calling him out and threw him out of the bar. And a guy in the back was just like, "Woo, Bali crew!" And everybody else started cheering, and then they played on the rest of the show. And they just kind of carried on from there until they got a record deal and a manager. They just fought every night. Yeah, they were just like fighting, they were uh, drinking, partying all the time. I think they pioneered that that rock star, dangerous bad boy uh, idea. There was, in the Ozzy Osbourne autobiography, a section where he and Nikki Six were always trying to outdo each other with just extreme shit. And Nikki Six, I believe licked piss off the floor they uh, show that in the movie they have the scene they're at the hotel with ozzy with ozzy oh shit the band is laying out by like poolside and ozzy comes out in a dress and he has uh, he like lifts it up to these like really old couple and he has like a dollar bill in his ass and he's like oh <laughs> drinks on me drinks <laughs> on me who plays ozzy uh, I'm not sure the actor's name, but he did a very spot-on job. <laughs> John Osborne. <laughs> um, so Ozzy just comes out, and he's all trying to be the wise old guy, like, everybody gather around, this is your first trip on the road, and it's going to be crazy, sex, drugs, rock, and uh, he gets to the point to try and like show them how crazy it is. He pisses on the ground, and he licks it up. And then Nikki Six to try and show how worthy he is. He pisses on the ground, and then Ozzy comes over and shoves him out of the way and licks up his piss <laughs> off the ground. You gonna finish that piss? <laughs> like puts a straw to the tile floor. That's oh, and they snorted a line of ants. Dude. Yeah, not to be what? outdone, he snorts a line of ants. That oh. is insane. Hey man, you know what I would do? Nothing. Because <laughs> I'm not insane. People don't believe that bat head thing. No, it ha- the thing is, Ozzy thought that the bat head was just a toy that someone threw I on know, stage. But if even still, you hear this about him licking up piss and starting ants, people are like, he would never bite the head off of a bat, though. Like, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to. People, oh, yeah. Dude, people insist that story is fake. Just in general. Really? I had, I had no idea. Yeah. I've always seen it depicted as, like, irrefutable. Like, it's always from the perspective of, like, saying... Yeah, like you know, like how Landon said, like Ozzy talks about, like yeah, I didn't really realize it until it had happened, and then by then I had to act like it was you know intentional. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Motorhead a second ago, and that made me think: what is the best live show each of you have seen? Hmm, that's a great question. I mean, I just bought tickets to black keys in november Ooh. and i saw them a few years ago that was a great show at performance wise just musically they didn't really put on much of a show but the, their sound was incredible that's one of the best sounding shows i've been to for sure nice right uh not necessarily like a great uh show but the one i just enjoyed the most um just having fun as a kid was when i went with alex to the social to watch The Devil Wears Prada. I was probably there. I bet you were. Was that the first? No, that was probably the second time we saw them because the first time we saw them, I think, was at the House of Blues and uh, they weren't even the opening. Remember, it was, they were the It was Killswitch Engage. Kill Switch, who was, was the, the headliner. headliner. And um, me and Le- uh, Ryan were so naive. We were like, oh my gosh, like, look how easy it was to get on the floor. 
Like, this is crazy. Like, wow, we got right up to the front. This is great. <laughs> and then as soon as Devil Wars Prada started playing, that immediate pressure and push from the crowd pressing you up against the, like, border wall from, like, the stage and everything, we were like, oh, my God. Like, it was our full uh, headfirst experience into, a, like, hardcore show setting. I remember the at the social, I was just, like, going at it so hard, dude, having such a great time. I was, like, dripping sweat and pouring water on myself to cool down. And, like, I was exerting myself so much. Remember on the drive home, I broke out in hives, like, all over my body. <laughs> Damn. From everybody's sweat. I think I had to, like, take over driving, didn't you I? You did, yeah. And I didn't even have my license. Ooh, bad boy. <laughs> I was just telling James. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> I was just telling James, and uh, I think maybe Landon, you were here for this too. No, it was just me and James. Um, I like put off getting my license until my senior year of high school, mostly because I didn't have access to a vehicle until the last two weeks of school. So that sucked. But um, yeah, I remembered that I like knew how to drive, and I wasn't really afraid to. I just didn't have my license, so I remember being sketched out. Thinking, oh man, if we get pulled over, we're we're fucked. <laughs> You're done. I, I want to get back to that one, but it reminds me of myself too because um, I was so scared of driving that I just deluded myself into thinking as a kid, I'm gonna move to New York where I can just get a taxi cab everywhere and I will never need to drive in my entire life. And I was such a pussy. I didn't get my license until I was 18 years old. I mean, that's okay. That's, that's what fine. I did. God, Alex, you were such a person. <laughs> <laughs> Lang has set wow. the standard. <laughs> Please leave. <laughs> um, James, what about you? What's your favorite show? Um, well, I saw the band Movements uh, months ago in December. I think they're a great band, and they did they did really, really, really well live, <laughs> and they sounded great. Uh, I also saw Drake. That was really good. No shit. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Floor I, seats. I, I bet you that was yeah. That was like a that was right fun when night. Um, I think nothing was the same came out. The one where he's like, the one with the cover where he's in the clouds or something. That one. Oh yeah, that was a nothing big album for him. Yo, yeah, that so. was a banger. But that was like the just good. just hold on, we're going home. I think days. so. That yeah. is a good yeah, album. yeah. So that was good. But my first show ever was. Probably that show is the Delaware's product social. Really? With uh, Miss May I and someone else, I think uh, your demise or something? I have no idea. I just remember Delaware's Prada. It's very loud. It was oh my ears hurt <laughs> so very loud. much after the fact. Um, it's funny you mentioned that band movements, um, because me and you have spoken about another band that we like a lot, and I've actually recommended them on another previous episode of this podcast um limbs limbs yeah yeah so i know chris from limbs and they used to be called something else but i forget now limbs is a very good band father son yeah they're very slept on right cool wreck i know wake up people it's a crime that they don't have more of a following on their instagram or or anything because two more people will listen to them from this i i can only hope Limbs, you said? Limbs, yeah. I've never heard of Limbs in my life. They're based out of St. Pete or Tampa, that area? Yeah, they're a Florida band. Um, and I talked a little bit about them. I was like, yeah, they're like a heavy crew. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, you know, I think more about the subgenres of metal. Like how I would say they're like a traditional kind of metalcore outfit. It's, it's so. It's hard to put them. I don't like weird. putting that. I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't really get it. They're good. They have like such. When I listen to them, they just give me that like raw energy, pumped up feeling. Yeah. And they're uh, also incredible live. Like the energy they put out is insane. Like I'm surprised more people don't know about them. They toured with Under Oath, I think. Right. Did we talk about this? No. No, other than like you, now, when you now told I'm second guessing myself. Other than when you told me you knew one of the guys, and then I was like, you know about this band? And you were yeah. like, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, I think I, I met Chris through, he, I believe, co owns Bandit Coffee in St. Pete. Very good coffee shop. Go there also. Listen to Limbs and then go to Bandit Coffee. Um, so I think that's how I met him through like coffee people. It's a very tight knit community, those guys. Um, but yeah. That's why they're so aggressive in their sound. They're all caffeinated up. up. They're just hyped up. Hyped up, snorting lines. Of I thought stuff. you were saying like coffee people were a tight knit group, like so no, every are. Starbucks employee. <laughs> no, not like that. It's like the fancy coffee, the third wave stuff. Not that fake it's global marketing consumer based capitalist shit. <laughs> yeah, no, Bandit Coffee, check it out. Limbs, check it out. <clears throat> nice. If you're listening, if anyone's out there. Alex, how about you? Oh, man. Um, so Ryan picked a great one. That was awesome. But I would have to say my pick would go to a show that I went with Landon to. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the very beginning of 2011, I think it was January, actually, um, I went and saw my favorite band from my young days and still has the biggest spot in my heart, Linkin Park. Ooh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were promoting their uh, Thousand Sons record, which is my favorite record by them. And so I was in the, like, heat of my, like, peak fandom, basically. And not only that, I got meet-and-greet passes for the show. So I got to meet my, basically, my idols. I was flipping out. My only wish is that, like, the meet-and-greet had included, uh, like, a plus one, because I couldn't take Landon. So Landon got to see the opening band while I was, like, backstage kind of just waiting. And, like, they did, like, a little tour, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, like, they each came out, and you got to, like, talk to them. And I have their original EP with six songs that aren't on any of their records officially released. So they were just songs they shopped around to get signed. And uh, and it was even before they were called Linkin Park. They were still called Hybrid Theory. Oh. And, um, yeah, so it's cool. And I have it signed by all six of them. Wow. And that's got to be my favorite just because they put on an amazing show that night. And I got to meet them, and I just remembered being, like, starstruck. And now I always kind of have a pang of sadness, because a part of me always thought, you know, I kind of flubbed that because I was young and a little derpy and, like, starstruck. <laughs> I always yeah. thought, like, that's okay. Maybe I'll get another chance, and I'll get to really say, like, hey, like, you know, you meant so much to me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm. Dude, that was a phenomenal show. And I can only imagine how it feels for you having gotten to meet him, uh, Chester especially, just I really wish I could have. Um, I would say my favorite show to this day is for similar reasons. It was the Devin Townsend show that Galen yeah. got me for my birthday. Devin Townsend Project. It was such a small venue. Probably, what, 200, 300 people there? So any anyone from Florida knows there's the St. Augustine Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but for smaller bands, there's the backstage, the backyard at the St. Augustine Amphitheater, which is just a tiny little stage you know, not any wider than this room we're sitting in right now. And it's standing room only. And we, the, the concert was actually for a band called Clutch. 
which I guess they're kind of big. I've never really heard of them. Mm. But yeah, we were able to get right up to the stage mm-hmm. within five feet of the performers. And Devin Townsend actually came out and walked into the crowd. And so like he's standing as close to, you know, Alan is for me right now. And he's just playing his guitar and right in front of me. That's actually really cool. He's shredding. He's amazing. He's, and, and you and me were arguably the biggest fans in the crowd. And we were standing there and we were like singing the songs word for word. Yeah. And a couple of times him and like the bassist were looking at us like, yeah, <laughs> you like this music. I can tell. Like, good job. It was great because, like, you know how in uh, March of the, the Poozers they have that little fill. It's like, and then when it does that little fill, I would just punch in the air with each hit, boom, 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 and the bass player was like, "Yeah, you know that fill. <laughs> you understand." <laughs> I think they've never seen people so enthusiastic about their music, probably. Because <laughs> you and me right in the front row. Because <laughs> they got two. <laughs> and then two you fans. got yeah, to I meet got, him afterward. The thing is, I got a little starstruck, too. And uh, he was down there just saying hey to people, you know, after the show in line. And Galen's like, hey, go ask if you can take a picture with them. And you never want to meet your heroes because what if they're dicks? And uh, so I was like, no, I don't want to bother him. <laughs> but Galen's like, come on, we're going. I'm like, okay. And then we did. I got a picture with him. Best concert of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then we left before the, <laughs> before the big band came up. <laughs> oh, wow. We beat traffic. I hope they're not listening. <laughs> Clutch, Clutch is a fan of the you. time you podcast and like, what the fuck, guys? Killswitch and Gage didn't even play the night they were supposed to headline when me and Ryan saw Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, the lead singer, I guess, lied. He said he had some kind of neck injury, but it turns out he was just quitting the band. Yeah, they were just fighting. Wow. What do you think is the most overrated band of all time? Overrated? Yeah. Oof. It depends on the genre, though. That's the hard part. Uh, for our purposes, rock and roll. Rock and roll. Hmm. Like Nickelback? I already know. <laughs> I think I already know Landon's answer. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't have answer, one in mind, yeah. no. I think I know if you think I don't know. A band... I'm going to get some flack from Landon for this. Oh, okay. I think Metallica is pretty overrated. But You know what? I'm willing to actually concede that. But, Alan, I'm curious what you would say. But the thing is, as artists grow... I'm doing air quotes. As they get more mature and their sound changes, everybody goes, oh, well, now they're... Well, I'm generalizing. But a lot of people go... They're just so overrated. Their earlier stuff was good. And it's like, yeah. I didn't Always. even really like their earlier stuff that much. Okay. Uh-oh. The song... Um, now we're in a whole nother playing What's field. the song about the guy that's paralyzed? One. One. I hate that song. One. <laughs> 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 like jumping to defend it. I'm, so, I'm sorry, but uh, I believe it was... Uh, James, you were first. You got it in first. Yeah, you're the bigger You're the bigger Metallica fan. So everybody says? First. One. <laughs> you can have that title. Well, one. We're shaking hands. I actually... <laughs> My hand just cracked. Well, that was awful grip. Um, he was mad. That was one of the first songs I learned how to play. Or no, just kidding. It was Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Have a Cthulhu. Funny enough, I got a little Cthulhu right in front of me. Um, that was one of the first songs I learned how to play. And I played it really well. And it's interesting because that's actually kind of hard to play. Mm-hmm. But all I remember is like the beginning of it. And I remember like nailing it. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm great. <laughs> I think you would Spoiler, come over great. and we would like try and play it together once or twice. Yeah. I was bad. <laughs> I mean, their guitar stuff is cool. Don't get me yeah. wrong. As a drummer, so is it? from oh. a drumming perspective, 
They are boring as hell. Lars just all day long. Once again, if Metallica's listening to this, it was Galen that said it. It was none of us. So we have beef with Jimmy John's, Metallica, Clutch, Clutch. We got beef with a lot of fucking people. I'm pretty sure I have another few hot takes I've said on here, so I'm sure we got a few more that people are upset about. But anyone else got it? Ryan, what about you? What do you uh, think is most overrated? Um, I mean, like I just said, Nickelback is pretty bad. Uh, I think it's like I think they get more hate than anything. Like I couldn't really, in good faith, call them overrated. Yeah. I don't think I can find one of their songs like I would. I think I would enjoy because it's just kind of like that generic radio. I totally agree. I can't enjoy that sound to it, you know. Well, this is unheard of. A bunch of guys agreeing that Nickelback sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. I'm gonna bring up the like what people have been referring to lately as the modern day Nickelback, and I'm going to defend them. Uh, Imagine Dragons. I agree. Why is everybody hating on Imagine Dragons? There's nothing wrong with them. It's oh, it's I, it's only... our parents' generation thinks that they are rock and roll, and they're not. They're not at all. But if you're going to call them rock and roll, yeah, you're bastardizing them. I don't know. That song Thunder is kind of annoying, though. I think they suck, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I will not completely. They, I'm, they have a few good songs, sure. But, like... Here's my thing. Earlier when you said you went and saw Drake, yeah. I immediately recognized that that was, like, a fun experience. That was probably, like, a whole thing. Oh, it was a whole thing. I mean, huge backdrop. He came down on some thing and was floating right above us. He's pretty close to us, actually. I imagine... I like, there's Jimmy from Degrassi. I, I would <laughs> say that, like, yeah, that album with Thunder and all that, I wouldn't go out of my way to go listen to it more than a few times or whatever. I haven't even listened to it all the way at all. But... I would definitely go see them play live because oh, I guarantee yeah. you they would have some cool like just like almost like theatrics almost. I would see anyone. That play singer live. is apparently crazy live, and he's always doing always doing some sort of percussion too. Yeah, he always has like a he had like a floor tone for that. Song. And me and me and Landon, I mean, I think even Ryan too. Like we're suckers for whenever they do that sort of like floor tom or extra little yeah. bit of stuff. Yeah, I mean Slipknot especially. That was the uh, the big one that got us going in that direction of just multiple percussive instruments sounding super tribal. That's like my first love into metal. Like, I was just introduced to... Someone said, uh, listen to Wait and Bleed one day, and I was just like, oh. That was my first taste in sixth grade was Subliminal. Subliminal versus? Yeah, that was around the same time. Vermilion, Before I Forget. Yeah. That's their best album. And we were writing Lamb of God. The Lamb of God train hard. Yes, Ashes of the Wake and oh Sacrament. Those yes. two albums, I ate them up. <clears throat> I think those were the only two albums that I really loved. By Lamb of God? Yeah, that I really, really... Like, Ashes of the Wake Wrath was is great, so too. Good. Wrath, too, yeah. I liked Wrath. I didn't love it. I agree with you. Then again, I didn't love Ashes of the Wake. I thought the song really? sounded too similar. But mm. um, Sacrament, though, I loved it with every fiber of my being. being. Yeah. You know, I get a lot of my music taste from, like, video games when I was younger, so it's all, like, like, you could imagine, like, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, uh, Guitar Hero, like... Which Pro Skater? Or, no, 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 sorry. The first three, I think. I what say, it, it doesn't matter. They all have great yeah. soundtracks. M- yeah. My favorite video game soundtrack of all time is Underground 2. Ooh, yeah. Underground 2 has a great soundtrack. Um, <clears throat> did you ever play BMX, or BMXXX? Or Matt Hoffman. It no, was uh, it was basically just like a Tony Hawk style game with BMX, and uh, they 
they had a super cool soundtrack. I remember it introduced me to Taking Back Sunday with Cute Ooh. Is What We Aim For. Oh. It had like Silverstein, that I think. That was the end for him. So <laughs> from there. Oh my god. But yeah, like those, those like extreme sports games from like the early to mid 2000s, they all had those great like yeah. uh, pop punky kind of skate. Well, Sound. That, and then they had all the good hip-hop, especially, like, 90s New York City hip-hop, because that's what I grew up on. That's what I was I about to say. I would steal CDs from, like, my brother and sister, and my brother was born in Manhattan, I believe. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Fact check me. <laughs> I guess you can't. Where was uh, his brother born? <laughs> he was like, who is his? <laughs> First one to answer, uh, you win a gift card to somewhere. Your, uh, your brother's going to make a YouTube account so <laughs> yeah, you can right. comment. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Actually, <laughs> brother, excuse me. There were so many good songs. Like I don't remember what... I know Nas was... I believe Nas was on there. But but groups like that I used to listen to were like Mob D, Das Effects, J. Rue the Damage. Like, these were like... Really, like rap was really good back then. Yeah, I was about to say those video games diversified my taste so much, and I also yeah. played the NBA like street games too. Oh, yeah. So oh, there's yeah. a lot of De La Soul and oh, yeah. stuff like that going on <laughs> yeah. in there. It's just like the hip hop. Hip hop is not like rap. I don't even think you can say rap was so much better because hip hop was really its own thing. No, like I legitimately don't know. I don't, I, <laughs> I think so. I'd say I mean the. Not good too, whatever, but like hip hop is more like with pop structure and pop hooks in mind. Where uh, anytime I think of rap, I always think of rap's introduction with like NWA, with like it's very like uh, not politically motivated, like you know, lyrics, but um, I mean, you know, like with the with like the police and everything, how they address things, it was like they were making a real statement at the same yeah, time, yeah, so yeah. well. See, I, I gravitated towards New York City style because it was very jazz influenced. East Side, yeah. East Fan of Jay Z. Oh yeah, so Jay Z's first album, Reasonable Doubt, is one of the best. But then he was on some songs before that. He was on the song called "Can I Get Open," which I forget the the group. I think it was two other guys, and it's incredible. And it was the style. It was like such a different style back then, and it just drew me in. That reminds. I think the only person doing that now, and I'm definitely wrong about this. But the only one I can think of right now is Joey Badass, who brings back that, like, really jazzy vibe, at least in his, like, earlier albums. The latest album was a little different, but, but yeah. I'm not familiar with him. I can't so good. certify. Ever listen to The College Dropout by, by Kanye wow. West? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I could say that's probably Those one were of, the days. That's one of my personal favorites, I'd say. That is a good album. Alex, I want to jump back for a second. Uh, I still couldn't think of a band I thought was overrated, but what did you think I was going to say? Oh, um, Nirvana. <laughs> yep, he's right. Kurt Cobain was a lucky idiot. The end of, that's the that's end of it. That's my number two. If me, hate Nirvana, if me and Landon were on a couple show, we would have we won the grand prize, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> and here we are sharing a microphone, faces within inches of each other. Yeah, you guys can't see this, but it's very intimate. Mike looks pretty phallic from your point of view, guys, I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a subject that Ryan was talking about a couple podcasts ago that we never actually got to, but I'd like to bring it up. What is your deepest pet peeve? Oh, no. Oh, I just said one the other day, and I said I wanted to say it, and you were there. We were driving in Orlando. Hey, the there it is. It's driving in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty bad pet and peeve. That's where I live. It, I'm pretty sure it had something to do with driving. I mean, that's an easy... Yeah, mine definitely does, and I talked about it before this with uh, 
We'll go ahead oh, for the listeners at home. Go on in. All right. So we live in a spot in Orlando that goes from. Uh, it's right by an intersection. In all the go college ahead and drop age, the address. <laughs> all the time. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh no. Um, all the college-age people with their, like, ricer cars and these huge mufflers. And I feel so old saying this, but I swear I'm not. Um, where am I? I'm 26. Um, but as soon as they turn onto our street, they're at the peak of second gear, just bombing it. It's just, or whatever the hell that sounds like. Mm-hmm. And it's just screaming. Good. And so my roommate and I, no matter where we are in the apartment, when it happens, we cheer and we clap and we're like, fuck yeah, that's great. <laughs> but we do it. We do it ironically, obviously. But um, it is the most annoying thing ever. And I like cars. Like I, I really do. But when it sounds like that, I'm like I'm like Pavlov's dog. I'm conditioned to get angry or just annoyed. <laughs> just sitting in my annoyedness. Is that a word? It, it can be. <laughs> so is it what? Like just the high squeal of the cars, the recklessness of the driver? What is it? I don't even care. Like they could spin out and drift or whatever. It's just how loud it is. I can't believe it. It's I, almost unbelievable. I could imagine by like, yeah, the like 50th time. Like, I would love... time in a day? Yeah. I would love to like join in like if I was there to get to see your guys' reaction just being like, oh, yes! Oh my God! Like, it's so, so sincerely sarcastic. It's ridiculous. So that's one of them. Another one, we're, we're going to keep going, is uh, I don't like crowded places. Um, I'm very... I'm, Same. I'm somewhat tall. I'm 6'2". And my, I have very long legs, and my strides are long. So when I go to Disney, I used to have a Disney pass or anywhere like that, people legitimately drag their feet and walk so <laughs> slow. And it drives me insane. I'm not, like, not going to say anything. I just walk around them. But, but they, what they do is they get in a, a line Ooh. across <laughs> wherever you're walking. And just goes so slow, and I can't believe it. I'm like, what is going on? As someone who's six six and has probably slightly longer strides than you, I know exactly where you're coming from. Dude, Galen and I strides. were in a yeah. Universal City Walk last uh, two nights ago for a, a comedy show. We saw Dimitri Martin. Ooh. We like maneuver around people at a rate that is ungodly, just because we get that same thing where they walk so slow. It gets to the point where I'm like the dude in Assassin's Creed, and I'm just face palming <laughs> people out of the way. I'm being detected and jumping on buildings. So <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because when I was telling you earlier about Mega 64, they have a video where they do an Assassin's Creed thing. And, uh, oh shit, Brody's going nuts downstairs. Um, they have an Assassin's Creed thing where he's in the getup, like the costume, uh-huh. and he just goes by people at like a craft fair and just <laughs> oh, awkwardly no. pushes them. And like, uh-huh. and, like look, it's like, it's like. <laughs> just slowly pushing them out of the way. Yeah. Slow but forceful. <laughs> you know what That's I love hilarious. about theme parks and i was saying this to you the other day when we were at city walk hmm. i don't i don't love it but i think it's hilarious <laughs> you always walk through these pockets of straight up ass <laughs> in a theme park where someone just ripped it like and then walked a hundred feet away and it just stayed there and you're like that person you know will what? never be caught this is a good point i think maybe we should like come up with a list of what to expect when you come to orlando because all we have is disney and universal um <laughs> And so we can prepare you for what you're going to expect for theme parks. Yeah, definitely a list of ass. Uh, a list of ass. <laughs> <laughs> the the list over. includes ass. <laughs> a list of ass includes this. Um, no, that's actually a good idea. Like, it's like... The top ten unexpected understand. things about theme parks. The Number ten, the pockets of ass. <laughs> pockets of ass. 
Nine, slow walkers. Wait times, when it's hot out, it's ridiculous. First of all, the wait times are insane. Stop going to theme parks, everybody. Stay home. We want to go to our own theme parks, and we don't want to wait two and a half hours. <laughs> Dude, the Frozen ride at Epcot, I have never seen an under two-hour wait time. Uh, the new Avatar ride at, um, what was that? That's, that's Animal, Animal Kingdom. Kingdom, yeah. I've been on ride. it three times, and it's three and a half hours almost every time. The Minions ride at Universal is pretty bad, too. That's always like an hour and a half every time I go. Dude, that yeah. ride fucking sucks. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't go on it. I've been on it. Um, it's, it's not even a ride. It's one of those ones you sit in. That sounds like a ride. <laughs> it's like a room. In fact, 100% moves. of rides I've been on, I've been sitting. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go to Universal for a while because they just took down Dueling Dragons. Yeah, but they're putting uh, the the, uh, the Hagrid ride. It looks okay. There's no. There's a Hagrid ride? You haven't seen like the... They have the whole like... Uh, Do you get to ride Hagrid? <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. sounds amazing. You're holding his hair or something. <laughs> Ride in his beard to you like a like a little bird. No, I think he turns like, around and looks at you. You're a wizard, Galen. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a name. It's so a really bad like insert my wand, Harry. Oh, uh, no, they have the renderings of the ride, like as if it were like a uh, roller coaster tycoon or something. So you can actually see what it's gonna be like, and it doesn't look. I mean, once they're finished, it'll look great, I'm sure. But like, I want flips and I want twists. I want flips and shit, you know. I mean, as someone who gets thing. sick immediately from those, I'm glad that it doesn't. From what you're saying, it's too bad that you suck. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Orlando <laughs> top ten things that are bad, what are we on number seven right now? Yeah, I mean, I could go on. Uh, I four. I was about to say I four, and also the I four eyesore. I see that every Thursday when I'm working out there. You know there. what was funny about that? It was a little embarrassing. I thought they were not going to finish that ever, and then they were just going to tear it down. So I was going to get a tattoo of it. With that's, like a banner. That is very embarrassing. <laughs> Don't tell anyone, everybody. Um, but it was gonna to the public. It was gonna have a banner that said "Left for Dead," but the four was gonna be the I four symbol, and I thought that oh, was hilarious. That but been then cool. I found out that they're still working on it. I was like, "That's a no." That's Can I swing it back to rides for a second? Yeah, man. So to talk about a ride that I think we all can agree is like exciting is um, you know Disney here in Orlando is. I don't not, not everything is opening at once, but in August I believe they are opening their Star Wars Land, mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge, and uh, if you stay at like one of the like hotels on the like uh, property, you know they give you like clothes to like basically role play in, and there are like these mission style things where you can interact with people in the in the park. So like say you get approached by like this like scruffy looking bounty hunter guy, and he's like hold on to this data card for me. And Wait, you have side quests is what you're explaining. And then you hold on to it, right? And then it's up to you. What do you do with it? Like, maybe you get approached by a rebel trooper and he's like, has anyone suspicious uh, handed you anything? Would you uh, like to report anything oh you've seen? Oh my God. And then it's like, yeah, like, do you play in and go like the rebel oh, path? Wow. Or are you going to hold on to it and see it's what like happens? Your, oh my God. That's so, incredible. Mm-hmm. Is, this, is this facts? Yeah. Oh my God. Now, yeah. who knows? Like, who knows if they'll keep doing it? They'll probably learn what works and what doesn't and the like introductory inter- introduction to like an opening. But the cool thing is, is one of the rides is being on the Millennium Falcon. Ooh. And the way the ride works is it'll be three different positions in the cockpit. So there's the pilot, the flight engineer, and the then gunner. the gunner. Yeah. Yeah, you oh, knew where yeah. I was going. That's me, baby. So yeah, I was Woo! gonna I was gonna ask you guys just based on those, and I know Ryan knows what an engineer is and everything. So, <laughs> like, shoot, you could probably tell us verbatim, 
But um, what role do you think you would want to take if like you got to choose? I want to go with pilot. Me too. You're in the ship. Yeah. Well, you can look. Falcon. You can look up how it looks. Um, you know, it's like a ride, but uh, it also looks like the Falcon a lot. Mm-hmm. So, and I and I believe you have like different responsibilities based on your role. So I'm gonna be I mean, the engineer, cool. and then I'm just gonna go fuck off and play that game with the little toys that Chewbacca <laughs> oh, lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Fly the Kessel Run. I don't even know the reference, honestly. At twelve parsecs. Is that what uh, it is? Less than twelve parsecs. Oh wow. There it is. <laughs> but my, your answer is also mine. I, first time around, I would want to do the pilot, um, and then For probably. Sure. I mean, I'm, obviously, you want to do all three. Which genius by them, making it to where like if you want the full experience, you have to do it three times. Absolutely. So, Duh. but yeah, definitely pilot first, probably gunner. And then flight engineer. There's no real. What is a flight engineer like running around fixing? Yeah, what I'm wondering. What is his duty? To be stressed? <laughs> like, I'm yelling. I at mean, him. yeah. He's underneath, like with a wrench. Guys, it's fucking blowing up. Just <laughs> start down. He has like to dive. He has to pull up some grate and dive into a thing of wires, and you might get electrocuted. I don't know. Let me ask you, you guys. Might die, basically. Did you ever uh, ride the mission control space ride mission space? at no. Epcot? Because people t- keep telling me not to ride it because it makes you sick. It, it never it made gave me, me sick. my introduction to motion sickness. <sighs> if you're susceptible <laughs> to motion sickness, then yeah, don't do it. I but am, but like also, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. It's I, weird. I bet you the Star Wars thing is like miles ahead of this, but because this was like probably over 10 years ago I mm-hmm. wrote it. Plus ten years plus. Wait, is this Space Mountain? No, no. no space. This is at Epcot. Where you like launch in a rocket and go to space. Land in- and based on your position in the whatever, you do certain things. But it basically Wait, amounted- space. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, so it I'm sounds not. it sounds cool, but like really, what it amounted to is you pressed like two buttons. Which so it would be like you know, pilot, press the left button, and then you would blink, and then you and press, I press it. Press the right. And then what happens? Oh, that I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, you, me, and mom did that. Recently. Well, you could do it in different okay. ways. You could do it with the motion on, or you could do it no motion. So the way the ride was, it wasn't like a roller coaster on a track. It was like a uh, like a gravitron or like a, a virtual reality type pod where it would like move on a like arm, like a crane or something, and like spin around. Yeah. So you would feel the weight and resistance of you yeah. being hanged there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a, a flight simulator. Yes. Those move as well. Probably, exactly, probably, probably is a flight simulator. That's all it is. You know what else is going on in theme parks that's really exciting? They're going to do a Nintendo land at I Universal. I heard about that, but I heard it got nixed. Oh, really? I, I might be wrong. I don't want to be wrong. I would. That's what I heard. I would be arguably more excited for that than Star Wars. Seriously? I think... Dude, to go be Mario Kart? To be in Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want... To be... No, well, hear me out. Jedi? If they, have, if they have Hyrule Castle or something sick like that, I'm in. Dude, I would want, more than anything, a Donkey Kong experience where you can be either Mario jumping over the barrels, or you can be Donkey Kong <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to kill Mario. <laughs> That's incredible. That'd be great. Uh, guys, I hate to cut this short, but we're already like right about that hour mark, so any parting words? I wanted to, to cut that short. You sound like you I wanted to do that. one more thing, and this can be quick. But at the top of the show, James said that the only show he really watches is Game of Thrones, okay. and it is rapidly approaching the final season. I right, wanted to bro. see if everyone wanted to go around the table and give a quick prediction slash highest hope <sighs> for the last season. What do you really hope or slash predict is going to happen? Oh, that's a good question. I'll start immediately. Uh, the Clegane Bowl slash I need to see the mountain go on a spree. 
Yes. If I don't get that one time in Game of Thrones where he just slices through a dozen people immediately, it's gonna be not have been worth it. I'm gonna. I love the mountain. I like big scary characters whose faces you cannot see. So like, to get a little bit off topic, the Witch King, Sauron, like mm-hmm. Darth Vader, Kylo mm-hmm. Ren, all kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Any mysterious character, all the ring race, the mouth of Sauron, you could tell I like Lord of the Rings. But mysterious villains, you know. Villains, yeah, they gotta be evil. Yeah. And they gotta be. They have gotta have mystery. So like, now that he's like resurrected, and he has these like bloodshot eyes and weird skin. Like, I want to see what he looks like. I'm so curious. But yeah, that. And then I have no real idea what's going to happen. I mean, the White Walkers have a dragon now. That's pretty sick. They snagged that. Oh, wait. That's kind of a spoiler. Nobody's seen last season. Whoops. Nah, um, fuck them. I, I have no real <laughs> predictions. Like, I'm guessing everybody dies. That seems to be the trend. Yeah. But I hope not. I hope someone lives. Maybe Tyrion. I really want... John to take the throne and that's not a great prediction in terms of being interesting but I would be really bummed if I saw anyone else win at the end I think yeah I don't think there is any winners though is there Daenerys well I don't I mean maybe if they sit on it together in a you know king and queen sort of way that'd be okay but I I really want John to get the recognition he deserves for all his hard work you know but a prediction and i I don't necessarily want it to happen, but I've heard it quite a few times, and it seems like it's kind of right up George R. R. Martin's alley, is that this whole thing is Bran's dream, and it started right when he fell out of the window. That is not going to be how it happens. If that happens... If that happens, I'm done. Guess who's mad? <laughs> me. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? That sounds so believable, though. Yeah. And I'm mad about it. Oh, like, I've I'm got something to say sort of related to that before you two go on with yours. Um, apparently, one of the theories is that Bran, you know how he can travel back in time and interact with people in the past? Mm-hmm. The theory is that Bran was the one who drove the Mad King mad by going into the past. And you know that, burn them, burn them it was, all! It was Bran speaking at yeah. that point. Uh-huh. And I would think that is amazing if it's true. I'd like to find that out. Yeah, I think I saw that video too, Landon, because, like, isn't a part of that prediction that he spent too long in the past, so he got trapped within the, uh... What? I always forget. I always blank quantum out. realm from Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, the multiverse. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as my predictions go, uh, first of all, you know, Ramsey Bolton and Joffrey, they're going to kick the door down with some ball and shades on and they're gonna be like guess what can't take down a real one like that <laughs> they're gonna pull out some really quick and bye <laughs> one more actual prediction because you reminded me it's I will be disappointed if we don't see a white walker Hodor mm-hmm. that would be that they have so to. heartbreaking that would, yeah that would cr- be so crushing they have to Coldor. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. Oh my god. That's Ryan, good. what about you? Uh, well, mine's not really exciting. I just think Daenerys is gonna like be queen, and then Jon Snow's gonna be like the warden of the north, like how uh, Ned Stark was. Yeah, but now they're fucking, so they're gonna separate themselves uh, with all that distance. They're just gonna. <laughs> Ned Stark and Bobby B managed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Knocking boots now. <laughs> it's a new game. I think that would definitely happen. Or it's a possibility at any rate. 
I don't know. I just after you said this is all just gonna be like a brand dream. I just want to like burn George R. R. Martin's house down. <laughs> that's the oh, he's definitely gonna get some threats for that. If he that hasn't happens, even written the ending though. He the, hasn't. The show is ahead of really him. Really yeah. I'm pretty it, sure George R. R. Martin is off the show. It's just the show's team by this yeah. point. Uh, so good for oh, him. That's right, if the, the ending books are done now. No, they're not. Mm, he they're has not. not finished Game of Thrones. The show is gonna finish before him. So if the ending tanks, he well, can like, change the ending to well, his no, no, books. No, I meant like. The show is beyond the books now, right? Yes. yes. Okay, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, but the show I thought, is... I don't know, like, how true this is, but I just heard that since George R. R. Martin's so old, he told, like, the writers I for the this. show the ending. Yeah. In oh, case, okay, like, okay. he didn't survive or whatever and get to the ending of the books. Boys! Was, boys! Come closer. Yeah, I mean, he's a really heavy set old guy, you know, yeah. I don't he couldn't... I have to tell you the ending of Game of Thrones. Okay, I always thought it was more like some insidious overthrow where the showrunners are like, you've outlived your usefulness. Oh! They kick him out of the show. Yeah. 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 Galen, that was a good question. Well, I, it's one? very topical. Like, what is it? April what? Eleventh or something? It's, like 20, 20 it's coming on really soon. So we had to sure. we had to slide right. those wow. in. Wow, we... Slide those in before the show began. Oh, James. And then we can come around after everything is said and done and see who uh, who yeah, had who the most right. accurate predictions. And I hope it's not the brand thing. <laughs> Thank you. And with that, James, I just want to say a most sincere. Thank you for joining us today and being our first official guest on the Time Two podcast. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. This was it's, fun. It's been really fun, dude. I love it. Thank you guys. Always great to see you. Guys, obviously, don't forget to uh, like, comment, and subscribe. You better smash every <laughs> button that is available. Uh, come on, on Jake Callers. Social medias. <laughs> so um, annoying. Typical YouTube. Obviously, <laughs> we are all on a digital media influencer status, so. Um, we're, we're there influencing you and helping you through your everyday life. So that's right, uh, James. <laughs> you're an influencer now. Oh man, I mean that's neutral. It's it's neither positive nor negative uh, influence. It's whatever you want it to be. This could be negative for something. I don't know. I'm under. I'm you. under the your influence. Wow. So there you go. Wow. And that's it, everybody. And Woo! with that, we'll say good night. Goodbye.